All right. Well, Merry Christmas. I want to I wanna invite up the uh, boys and girls. Any boys and girls who want to come up? I'm going to read a story, and I'd love to have you join me. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you want to come up and listen to a story, you join me. Can I borrow your, can I borrow your seat? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Come on up. Come on up. Oh my goodness, We've got like cuteness overload. You can sit up right here too. There's plenty of space up here. Well, I want to introduce you to someone in my lap right here. This is Angel Mateo. And Angel turns two on Wednesday, two years old. And Angel is... Um, Angel's our little foster buddy who's been with us for about six months now, and he is a sweet boy, full of energy. We'll see if he lasts up here, <laughs> um, and um, it's a gift to have him here this morning, I mean this evening, because um, we thought he might be back with mom by now, but we had, we got a little gift, it's hard for mom, we know, um, but we get to have him tonight, which is a gift. And uh, mom will have him tomorrow, and uh, he'll probably be back with mom in the next week or so. So he has found a close place in our hearts, and I'm so glad that we get to share this night with him. So let me read you a story. We've been, this Christmas season, we've been looking at Christmas through the eyes of those who are there at the very first nativity. And boys and girls, we are going to read a story about somebody that you might not expect uh, to hear a story from who was there at the very first nativity. Anybody know what the word nativity means? Anybody? Jesus. Jesus. Well, boom. You got it, basically. Uh, it's, it's when Jesus was born, right? It's the place that he was born, right? In a stable with his mom, Mary, and his earthly father, Joseph. And we're going to read a story about someone who is there. And this story is called The Crippled Lamb. And it's by Max Lucado. The Crippled Lamb. Once upon a time, in a sunny valley, there lived a little lamb named Joshua. He was white with black spots, <laughs> black feet, and sad eyes. Josh felt sad when he saw the other lambs with snow-white wool and no spots. He felt sad when he saw the other sheep with their moms and dads because he didn't have a mom and dad. But he felt saddest when he saw the other lambs running and jumping because he couldn't. Josh had been born with one leg that didn't work. He was crippled, he was all, and he always lipped when he walked. You see that, boys and girls? Which one do you think is, is Josh? That's right, this little one right here, right? You see the black spots on him? Yeah. Yeah. That's why he always watched when the other lambs ran and played. Josh felt sad and alone, except when Abigail was around. Abigail was Josh's best friend. She didn't look like a friend for a lamb. She was an old cow. She was brown with white blotches and looked like rain puddles with a path. Her belly was round as a barrel, 
and her voice was always kind and friendly. You want to get down, buddy? Okay. Good luck getting out of here. <laughs> Some of Josh's favorite hours were spent with Abigail. You guys see Abigail? Abigail the cow? She's Josh's friend. You guys see Abigail the cow? They loved to pretend that they were on adventures in distant lands. Josh liked to listen to Abigail tell stories about the stars. They would spend hours on the hill looking into the valley. They were good friends. But even with a friend like Abigail, Josh still got sad. It made him sad to be the only lamb who could not run and jump and play in the grass. That's when Abigail would turn to him and say, Don't be sad, little Joshua. God is a special place for those who feel left out. You see that? You can't really see, yeah? Well, if you see on the screen, it's the same pictures. That's right. Right there, yeah. Okay. Josh wanted to believe her, but it was hard. Some days he just felt alone. He really felt alone the day the shepherds decided to take the lambs to the next valley where there was more grass. The sheep had been in this valley so long, the, grass was, the ground was nearly bare. All the sheep were excited when the shepherd told them that they were going to a new meadow. See the meadow that they're in? All the grass is almost gone. See that? As they prepared to leave, Josh hobbled over and took his place on the edge of the group. But the others started laughing at him. You're too slow to go all the way to the next valley. Go back, slowpoke. We'll never get there if we have to wait on you. Go back, Joshua. Oh, no, they're, they're being mean to him. Has anyone ever been mean to you? No? Well, that's good. I heard several brothers and sisters called out right there behind me. My brother. That's when Josh looked up and saw the shepherd standing in front of him. They are right, my little Joshua. You better go back. This trip is too long for you. Go and spend the night in the stable. Josh looked at the man for a long time. Then he turned slowly and he began limping away. Oh, Josh's heart is broken. He's so sad. When Josh got to the top of the hill, he looked down and he saw all the other sheep headed toward the green grass. Never before had he felt so left out. A big tear slipped out of his eye, rolled down his nose, and fell on a rock. Just then, he heard Abigail behind him, and Abigail said what she always said when Josh felt sad. Don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Slowly, the two friends turned and walked to the stable together. Do you think that God is a special place for those who feel left out? We're going to see just what plan God has. By the time they got to the little barn, the sun was setting like a big orange ball. Josh and Abigail went inside and began to eat some hay out of the feed box. They were very hungry, and the hay tasted good. For a little while, Joshua forgot that he had been left behind. Go to sleep, little friend, Abigail said after they finished eating. You've had a hard day. Josh was tired. So he lay down in the corner on some straw and closed his eyes. 
he felt Abigail lie down beside him, and he was glad to have Abigail as his friend. There you go. See that? Soon, Josh was asleep. At first, he slept soundly, curled up against Abigail's back. In his sleep, he dreamed. He dreamed of running and jumping just like the other sheep. He dreamed of long walks with Abigail through the valley. He dreamed of being in a place where he never felt left out. Suddenly, strange noises woke him up. What are these strange noises? What are the strange noises? Abigail, he whispered, wake up, I'm scared. Abigail lifted her big head and looked around. The stable was dark except for a small lamp hanging on the wall. Somebody's in here, Josh whispered. They looked across the dimly lighted stable. There, lying on some fresh hay in the feed box was a baby. A young woman was resting on a big pile of hay beside the feed box. Joshua looked at Abigail, thinking his friend could tell him what was going on, but Abigail was just as surprised as Josh. Ooh, anybody have any guesses who the woman is? Oh, Mary. That's right. Josh looked again at the woman and the child, then limped across the stable. He stopped next to the mother and looked into the baby's face. The baby was crying. He was cold. The woman picked up the baby and put him on the hay next to her. Josh looked around the stable for something to keep the baby warm. Usually there were blankets, but not tonight. The shepherds had taken them on their trip across the valley. Uh Uh-oh. Baby Jesus is cold. He's chilly. Then Josh remembered his own soft, warm wool. Timidly, he walked over and he curled up close to the baby. Thank you, little lamb, the baby's mother said softly. Soon the little child stopped crying and went back to sleep. About that time, a man entered the the stable carrying some rags. I'm sorry, Mary, he explained. That's all the cover I could find. It's okay, she answered. This little lamb has kept the new king warm. A king? Joshua looked at the baby and wondered who he might be. His name is Jesus, Mary spoke, as if she knew Josh's question. He's God's son. He came from heaven to teach us about God. You see the picture? Josh curled up with baby Jesus. Just then, another noise, there was another noise at the door. It was the shepherds, the one who'd left Joshua behind. Their eyes were big and they were excited. We saw a bright light and heard angels, they began. Then they saw Joshua next to the baby. Joshua? Do you know who this baby is? Well, he does now, the young mother explained. She looked at Joshua and smiled. God has heard your prayers, little lamb. The little baby is the answer. Joshua looked down at the baby. Somehow he knew this was a special child and this was a special moment. He also understood why he had been born with a crippled leg. Had he been like other sheep, he would have been in the valley. But since he was different, he was in the stable among the first to welcome Jesus into the world. He turned back and walked back to Abigail and took his place beside his friend. 
You were right, he told her. God does have a special place for me. The end. So you can, you can stay. You don't, you don't need to leave quite yet. You don't need to leave quite yet. I mean, I don't want to hold you against your will or anything. But. Um, there's, there's an incredible truth in this story that we've found as we've gone through the story of all of those in the Christmas season. And that is that God sees the people and God responds. God's love is a specific love, an individual love. It's connected to us. It's not like God just loves the idea of human beings. God loves you. And God sent his son for you. There's this reality in the midst of each of these stories that God invites us in the midst of a lowly uh, act, the lowliest act we could imagine, God becoming a man, being born in Bethlehem of all towns, and being born in a manger. It's this reality that God becomes humble and he calls us to humility in the midst of Christmas. Mary says this in her song. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in, the God, in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. God responds to those like Mary whose hearts are humble. That means we put ourselves below other people. That means we put ourselves below God himself. There's this beautiful thing that Jesus says in his ministry. He says this. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. By that he means blessed are the humble. For theirs, he says, is the kingdom of God. In other words, God has come and God invites us like a crippled lamb, like a humble shepherd, like a humble teenage girl, Mary, like a a man who struggled with even faith like Joseph. He invites us to humble ourselves below him and to experience the power and the beauty of the greatest humbling act the world has ever seen. God being made flesh and dwelling among us. And in us humbling ourselves below the baby in the manger, not, not walking by quickly, not missing out what God has for us, not looking over, but kneeling below and looking at God made flesh, Jesus, Emmanuel. In that, we become humble and we experience what God has for us this Christmas, that we, the humble in heart, might receive God's Son. And that is the beauty of Christmas. So as we... uh, as we send you boys and girls back to your moms and dads, you can grab a glow stick if you want. And um, grab a glow stick. We have a bunch of baskets over here. And then we're going to close our service as we do most Christmas Eves. We're going to close with Silent Night. And below you, you're going to find a candle. And so if you would uh, grab that candle... We're going to have uh, ushers help us uh, with lighting. Ooh, you got another one. And um, 
As your candle is, is lit, you can stand up and join us, and then we'll sing together a silent night.